I'm Jeremy Greer. There'll be peace when you are done. I'm Chris Mosier. Lay your weary head to rest. And I'm Stephen Veyu. Don't you cry no more. And this is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast based on the Supernatural TV show. We, uh, this is episode number six. We have covered way too many episodes, but we're almost at the end of season one. Um, how are you guys doing tonight? How are you fellas doing? I'm doing good. Happy New Year. It's a date yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> right, off the, right off the bat. This won't come out. To, I mean, you, we might as well say, like, happy Mardi Gras or happy Valentine's yeah, sure. Day at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, happy New Year to the both of you. Uh, what? are we going to talk about on these three episodes? Can we just like skip ahead to the end of season five and talk about those episodes instead? Sure. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and go. <laughs> no, I think, this I think some of these yeah, are pretty we're covering good. the benders shadows and hell house. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, benders I think is probably one of the weaker episodes this season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I happen to really like shadow. Uh, yes, that's, that's some big stuff there. And then Hell House introduces my favorite running gag in the series. So, yeah, which I mean, I think that's literally the only thing in Hell House we need to talk about because the rest of it's kind of stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but before we get into those, Stephen, why don't you catch us up on the road so far? All righty. So previously on Monster of the Week, the boys found a bit of faith mixed with Reapers and the illustrious Rawheads. Uh, we finally reached the infamous racist truck episode and found that it was little more than an episode of Days of Our Lives with some poorly handled racial overtones. Then we wrapped up Supernatural's versions of an X-Men's origin story where Sam and Dean match up against Max, a murderous telekinetic whose powers seem to rub off on Sammy a bit. I like it. Cool. Yeah, good stuff. Good do, stuff. We need to, uh, do we need to talk about anything that's happened so far before we get into the first episode? Sam's um, becoming I, psychic. That's about all we got going yeah, on. Yeah, that's about the big thing that's happening. <laughs> they he finally now, uh, he now has telekinesis as well. They finally heard from their dad, right? Or did that happen in the episode before? I think that was the episode. That was episode Whatever. Before. They talked to their yeah. dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to mention real quick, since this is the first time that we've recorded since we've uh, went live with our website. But if you guys, if anybody out there wants to listen to the show or wants to subscribe or wants to contact us, the, our, our new brand spanking new URL is monster of the week. Dot cool. You're just total children at heart. <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm very disappointed that there's not a dot shipping. Yeah, it really should have been. Dot, I mean, dot like ship. that would have been the perfect thing. I think three people even asked me that. Like, why don't you just get dot shipping? And I was like, I don't, there's not, it can't, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I guess all their shipping companies out there don't really use websites. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Well, let's get into it. Um, Chris, why don't you give us the episode synopsis for The Benders? I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of just just joining us, uh, Stephen writes all of these episode synopsis. Yeah, of course. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, okay. A nice decoration for the wall. A backwards family of hunters likes to stuff and mount their kills as trophies. Only they only they hunt humans. Got Sam. There's so many periods in that. <laughs> Look, sometimes I'm irregular. Okay. <laughs> okay. Stephen's getting paid per sentence. So we gotta we gotta yeah. alter this yeah. per word or something. <laughs> so I guess that sets us up pretty good. Humans who hunt other humans. Man yeah. So real monster. 
I guess so getting into this, um, oh, man, uh, this dude, like, I love that this is, this cold open is just ridiculous. Like, it's, it has it's nothing just, to it's, do with the rest of the episode. It's no. really dumb. <laughs> it's just, I mean, this little dude, like, is there's like some spooky stuff happening. This little dude, and he looks out the window and sees a guy get dragged under a car. But there's like seven minutes of that. <laughs> like, they yeah, that somehow they effort. stretch that out into an entire scene. I don't know how. If anything, it's kind of impressive, but. Oh, so boring. It just doesn't, it sets you up. It's not even one, it's not like a red herring even really. It's just something that kind of has nothing to do with anything. Of course, that's a dude who gets caught by the benders. But then when Sam and Dean come as uh, like sexy cops to come and interview this little boy, (laughs) they just talk about like, (laughs) they they talk about uh, Godzilla or something for the entire time. The kid's like, yeah, you know, I heard this screeching monster sound outside and you think, okay, well, this is all going to have something to, to do with everything. And no. There's no screeching monster. It's the sound well, I, of the truck, but... I think the problem is they, they're treating it like it's going to be a twist, uh, that yeah. it's not actually a monster. And so I think if, if you didn't read the episode synopsis, then maybe the beginning of, of, this, of this episode would actually be pretty cool. But then, like, the twist is garbage. Like, it's not cool. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> It's 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 not cool. Like because we're we're watching a show called Supernatural, and any time that they start dealing with non supernatural stuff, I just start rolling my eyes. Like this is this could just totally be like any basic network c- t- cable television yeah. show that you've ever seen. Yeah. Like it's just kind of bog standard stuff. And it's a C- it's an episode of CSI. It's it, it kind of is yeah, and it's it's put together well, like from a structure and from a like from a cinematographer standpoint, like everything looks mm-hmm. nice, everything mm-hmm. kind of flows, but overall, like I just can't help but think like that story is just boring, and our our big bad here is um, <laughs> it's just some dude, it's like a Rob Zombie family, <laughs> yeah, like it's literally yeah, it's literally the family it. from the Rob Zombie <laughs> movies, it's just that including like the creepy girl and the dumb brothers, the only mm-hmm. thing we're missing is like the weird hot kind of. You know, Rob Zombie's wife, yeah. Rob Zombie's wife, yeah. Like we're missing like the weird hot character, which thank God they didn't, because usually they would do that. But yeah, yeah, they didn't. I don't know how these people choose their victims though, because it seems like sure that they managed to get most of them. But what are they doing out at this like apartment complex in the middle of the city? Where they That's didn't have what to, I was wondering. Like kidnapping they just grown men. That out? Yeah. Do they? What? They just snatch them from like underneath cars. It just I feel like their methods are a little impractical. That's all. I feel like they shouldn't be doing this at the town next door, right? Like, <laughs> like you should drive a couple of hours, kidnap. I mean, please, nobody do this. Like, this is not an instruction guide for serial killers or anything. But like, and I know they're like dumb rednecks or whatever. But like, seriously, like, you don't shit where you eat. Like, <laughs> go to another town that that you know that you can just disappear from. It just yeah, because I mean, immediately, uh, what we see happen is after a brief argument between Sam and Dean about Dean kind of wanting to hang out and blow off steam, and Sam. Being more and more focused on work, Sam gets kidnapped. And yeah. we realize this when Dean walks outside and finds uh, Papa Winchester's journal on the back of the Impala. And of course, Dean. this was preceded by a scene of Dean trying to party at a bar and Sam trying to study at a bar like a geek. Yeah, yeah. There's there's several of these <laughs> throughout season one where Sam just wants to, like, you know, nose to the grindstone and Dean's like, also, you know, I, I just want to jet. <laughs> We got this other, you know, not shady, but this, you know, rough and tumble biker bar that they're hanging out as, at as usual. Sam goes out into the parking lot, not a soul in sight, not a single one of those bikers is stepping out to smoke a cigarette. He's just out in the parking lot by himself. And they, the benders decide to go after like the biggest hunkiest dude in the parking lot. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because he looks like a real dweeb there. That's why. I guess. You know, that guy, that guy He's 150 feet them. tall. But yeah, let's grab this guy. <laughs> 
I like, you know, like up to this point, we've treated the brothers as uh, like anytime they've gotten into a fight, they've kind of like as long as there was nothing like magic involved, like nobody's using telekinesis to throw them against a wall or something. Uh, the boys can handle themselves like they, they know like some some hand to hand combat. So the fact yeah. that somebody got the drop on Sam and then like stuffed him in the back of this like screeching van or car truck or whatever. And then drove yeah. off is they didn't even film it. It looks so bad. Like we don't even see it happen. It happens on camera. <laughs> it can't happen. It doesn't well, exactly. <laughs> and it's only made worse that it's preceded by the worst kind of fake scare, which is a cat jumping out. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, yeah. I can't believe, like, I couldn't believe that I actually saw that. I'm like, man, I didn't know movies did this after Halloween two. Like, this is so bad. So that, Dean, yeah. Dean is so desperate at this point to, to try to find Sam that he does something that goes really against his nature. He actually goes to the police <laughs> and files a missing person report. And uh, this introduces us to our kind of tag-along character for the rest of the episode. Uh, the sheriff such somebody whose name I didn't even write down. Yeah, so yeah it's not right, that neither did I. Sheriff such and such. Yeah, the, sheriff somebody. The, this is about the most reasonable Dean ever is. He's like, all right, let me level with you. Granted, he's lying. But he just he levels with the cop, and she's like, "All right, you're being a pretty pretty reasonable guy. I'll, I'll level with you too. Let's let's work together on this." It all goes really smoothly every time that she says something like, "Oh, you can't come," even when she realizes that he's a damn felon. Yeah, she's still yeah. like, "All right, I'll I'll take you. You seem like a nice enough guy." It <laughs> still works out. Um, and we, it's important to note that like he he does steal some um, he has stolen some police credentials, and that's what he's using to kind of bluff his way through here to to get her to help him. And um, I. I think she's a fine actor, like, but this just mm-hmm. all is just kind of like, okay, all right, get to the get to the thing, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and very shortly, Sam wakes up in a cage with the first guy that got kidnapped, and that's when we realize, like, oh, these are just like normal dudes. So they they don't they do they give him a knife the the first guy that got kidnapped, or does he find one in the woods? Like they let it they let open the gate and then he just runs out. And finds a knife finds in the woods. one in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> just leave your so, knives around just hanging out with knives this uh, guy's got the worst attitude sam's like hey yeah. dude, we're looking for you we're gonna help you just fucking captain dickhead over here giving him lip for no reason it's not gonna help anybody all right <laughs> yeah like doesn't he say something to sam like oh you're doing a real good job like motherfucker yeah who else do you see around here i'm here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i found and you sam's like hey like, because the door just opens on his cage. Like, they come in, they give him some food, and then they cut away to Dean doing stuff with the cop. They come back, and it's supposed to be, like, maybe a day later or something, and the door just opens on, I think his name is Jenkins. That guy's cage. His name is Jenkins. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, um, Sam's like, dude, don't just go out there. Like, obviously, they just opened the cage for you to go out there. Like... This isn't good. And he's like, no, 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 I know what I'm doing. I'll be right back for you, Sammy. And I'm like, what? What even is this guy? Like, sure, yes, go. Go get killed in the woods. It's fine. You're a dick. (laughs) And Sam has to squeeze in the line about, don't call me Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, Sammy. (laughs) Now it's not the fucking time. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Like, I've never met someone who introduced themselves to me as Sam and then immediately proceeded to call them Sammy because that's weird. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever met anybody named Sam in my entire life. Oh, no, I have. Never mind. That's a good story. Yeah, I should tell that more on another podcast. Anyway, uh, this dude's gate opens. He runs out into the woods. He finds a knife. And then two hillbillies come up and and kill him. Yeah. Yay. Long story short. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I got to say that the the set dressing on this house is actually really cool. That place mm-hmm. is a is a, a literal nightmare, but it, it's pretty cool looking. It looks like a set on like a real horror movie and not an episode of a TV show. Someone yeah. had a lot of fun with this because there's yeah. shit hanging off the walls. There's like bone dream catchers. There's like God, it looks like a haunted house. Animals. I would like to go through. Yeah, like it, it looks like exact. It, I keep. I'm going to keep saying this, but it looks like exactly like the house from that Rob Zombie movie, whose name I can't mm-hmm. remember right now. Like it's exactly uh, that. Like it's. It, it was like someone saw that movie and was like, "Oh yeah, we have to have that. We have a supernatural show." <laughs> <laughs> also, so when uh, when Sam gets what's captured and put into the cage he's just in his t-shirt and jeans his jacket is gone and i'm assuming his button-up shirt is also gone so does that mean that the benders took the time to unbutton his button-up shirt and take it off yeah yeah sure yeah <laughs> it's just these little things footage missing sure right? they, but yeah definitely <laughs> I, I have a feeling they were like checking him for weapons and stuff like that yeah i'm just unbuttoning his shirt <laughs> see what was going on in there yeah, maybe yeah, there's so, some guns he, in here oh, guess what man. i found some guns <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so, uh, yeah, that's good. The the action of this episode all really takes place after the cop realizes that Dean is a fake. Um, also, Dean Winchester has been declared dead by mm-hmm. the police, I guess. Um, murdered, murdered. Well, he he. I don't actually think he says that his name is Dean. I think he makes up some random name, but he uses. Oh, Greg says his name is Greg. That's yeah, right. it says Greg, yeah. and he says he's his cousin or something. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and also, I think the isn't it isn't there like a weird detail that like the cop lost a partner or something and lost then, it, uh, her, her brother her brother disappeared. That's what so, it was. Yeah, so so that's why. Yeah, that's why she's like, oh, okay, well, fine, we can go search for him. Their uh, their investigation method is apparently just to drive down a road and then drive down some <laughs> roads looking yeah. for something. And I would I would rag on it right here. Like I would make I would make some jokes about it, except that it works. They they just literally drive to the spot where they need to go. Like first thing. <laughs> can't can't really argue with that. But unfortunately the cop handcuffs Dean to her cop car because she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go investigate this sketchy location we just found. Um but I just realized that you're a criminal and you're impersonating a police officer, so you can't come with me. Which is reasonable to a degree, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, if you've believed him up to this point, you might as well just let him come with you. <laughs> why are like, you backing off from that at this point? Why, like, and why not call other cops at this point? Like, hey, I got conned by a fugitive. Come over here. I'm going to go investigate this thing. <laughs> like, the standard, like, police procedure will take care of a lot of these problems. But nope. She walks yeah. up, and uh, the creepy Rob Zombie little girl is there, and uh, she distracts the cop while uh, one of the brothers knocks the sheriff out. This little girl, her name is Missy, and okay. I don't think I've ever hated a creature more than I hate this stupid little girl. <laughs> <laughs> every, time I watch this episode, every time I watch this episode, I'm like, oh yeah, this stupid little girl, she sucks. What do you, uh, <laughs> why do you hate Missy so much? I don't know, she's that stupid little smug, she's got this, just, she can barely talk, just a little brat, she's got a dirty face, clean your damn face, and she's just... She's just a brat. She thinks she's great. She tells Dean, like, oh, I'm going to get you. Or she says something cool like that. I'm like, shut up, little girl. You're not going to get Dean Winchester. Hop off. Anyway. <laughs> well, we need to remember this because uh, this chick also plays another character in Supernatural in season seven. Yep. So I think I knew that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember so what that episode is about. It's called The Sliced Girls. So looking forward to that. Woo. <laughs> Um, Chris can unleash more of his rage then. Jeez. No, I hate, I hate. I don't hate the actress. I just hate the. I hate Missy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Dean gets out of the uh, 
uh, cuffs, right? Because he's mm-hmm. Dean Winchester and he can do that kind of stuff. I think yeah, he, there's like, like this extended the f- scene of him breaking off an antenna to use as a lockpick yeah. or something. Well, he, yeah, because it's supposed to be suspenseful because I think at this point, the since they knocked out the cop, they're going to get her car to bring yeah. it in. The hillbillies to hide it, I guess. Because uh, I guess they have like a place where they hide all of these cars of the people they've been kidnapping, you know, from a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing they didn't take the Impala. Oh, Dean would have been so angry. So, Dean sneaks into the house, and that's where we get a brief scene of the sheriff waking up in the same cage that Jenkins was in. Sam's still locked up with her, uh, locked up in his cage. And there's that scene of like, oh, you must be, you know, your cousin is here to save you. And Sam doesn't even blink an eye. He's like, yep, totally. That sounds right. <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, Sam comes, oh, excuse me, Dean comes in and finds both of them, but can't unlock the door. So uh, Sam tells him like, hey, they, there's some sort of code or key that they, they use. Like you need to go to the main house and get it. We're, we'll be fine here. So Dean goes into the house and immediately gets tricked by, by Missy. Chris's favorite supernatural <laughs> character. He's like, hey, I'm not going to hurt you. It's cool. And she's like, daddy. Come kill him. Doesn't she try to stab him with a knife too? Like yeah. she got like this she wicked looking knife and he's like, oh fuck. I don't like her. No, no. Um it's during the scene that uh when Dean goes into the cage room, I don't know what you would call that, their outbuilding that where they store their prisoners. Um where <laughs> Sam says something like, And Dean, they're just humans, and Dean says something like, They're not like our usual playmates. Like you shouldn't call <laughs> these pe- these things playmates. That's really creepy. <laughs> Meanwhile, the cop is like, what are these freaks talking about? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just really, really bad and awful. Um, and, oh, man, this next scene where uh, Papa Rob Zombie just, like, Exp- just ex- just talks for seemingly an as a, as a super villain monologue. Yeah. Oh my god. There's a there's a some dialogue in here where it's. I mean, it's it's just the most like cliched thing you could ever possibly like. I wrote it all mm-hmm. down. Like mm-hmm. I've hunted all my life, just like my father and his before him. I've hunted deer, beer. Excuse me, deer, beer. <laughs> yeah. That guy's hunted beer. I've seen him. <laughs> I've hunted deer, bear. Ha! I even got a cougar once. But the best hunt is human. <laughs> like it's just so ridiculous. Is this what Dean is tied to the chair? Yeah, yes. he's got like a this like molten like prod he's like and they make they face. make him choose which one he wants them to go hunt so he obviously chooses the guy as he puts it because he thinks that same can handle it and get away from them and he's yeah. probably right but they have uh they have other plans in mind and i think that they're what just gonna kill them both at that point yeah, yeah i think he's th- like go get the i think he's gonna say like release the woman but shoot the dude in his cage yeah 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 which yeah, I mean, they, good they, on they, them for realizing what they're what he's doing. Like, I guess you know, give him props for that. I guess. Unfortunately, <laughs> the uh, the the hillbilly brothers go in there, and Sam just I don't I don't even know how it's possible, but Sam like disarms them from the inside of the cage, yeah. <laughs> takes away yeah. the gun, and, and get, makes gets himself loose, and also frees the sheriff at the same time. Yeah. So they're finally loose in the house, and there's just lots of different areas of chaos happening. Yeah, yeah, and the end of this is. Um, I think somehow Sam cons one of the brothers into shooting their dad. Like he, he kind of does like a, like a dodge move or something <laughs> like a dodge. Yeah. Roll and ends up shooting his dad. But then um, the sheriff has the gun. It's fine. Yeah. The yeah, sheriff the- has the gun at this point and he's, she's holding it on uh Papa Rob zombie as I like to call mm-hmm. him. And, uh, Who's like, I killed your brother and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you know that? How do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> 
It's so dumb. Uh, like I think, just- doesn't she find a wallet? Doesn't she find all the wallets and IDs of the people that they've captured, and she finds his or something like that? She finds uh, maybe? his car, I think. I, I barely remember. Yeah, his what car, his cool Mustang or whatever it was. Yeah, he's got a she, cool like Mustang yeah. thing happening. So She blows this guy to high heaven, and was like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, she totally just murders that dude. And then I mean, Sam's not a good a person. but No, Sam gives her this look like, oh, no, you're like, succumbing to your darkness inside you know he doesn't say any of that shit but you, you get what i mean uh <laughs> and she he he just gives her this you know meaningful look it's like what do you what do you mean sam that guy is like the worst like it's okay <laughs> that he's dead <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know even i was kind of like oh she just she just murdered that guy like that's kind of huh yeah yeah, she she straight up ices that dude, uh, and there's no follow up at the end of this episode. So I like, and I would no. I would pay a reasonable amount of money, which is to say about three dollars, to know what happened to the Bender family <laughs> after this. Like, because this is basically a supervillain origin story for as far as Missy is concerned, right? Like, well, that's why she so, shows up yeah. in season seven, I guess. Do do what does one? Oh, does she play the same character? Her? No, I don't think so. Uh, I was how like, does Whoa. she? How does she get um, taken care of? Like, do one of the boys just punch her or something like i forget what happens to her i don't know i think the lady shot her too <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> this cop is just a murderous son of a bitch is all this what's happening that's the actual <laughs> villain origin story is her yeah yeah uh, <laughs> this is this is so dumb <laughs> so, i mean and then the, the cop act- just lets him go right yeah, like just get walking yeah. boys. <laughs> and she doesn't drive them back in town he's because dean even asked like can i get a ride and they're like <laughs> No, but he's like, no. I still have to go back to the, like, my car is at the sheriff's station. I still have to yeah. see you over there. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense not to give him a ride at this point. Um, but that's about, that's about it for that episode. The action of it is, is kind of fun. Back and forth, seeing Sam try to escape and Dean look for him. But overall, none of this really matters. Yeah, and also, I mean, like, they, and they've hinted at this type of, like, because that's the thing that you take away from this episode is that, man, like, at least there are rules when it comes to monsters. And, you know, they follow this unspoken code. But but people, they're just crazy. Like, uh, I, I don't know. But like, by now, like, whenever, even whenever this episode aired, like, wasn't that kind of old hat for fiction that, you know, is man is the real monster? Like, I say that a lot as a joke. But, like, for real, like, that's exactly what this episode is about. Yeah. Like. Uh, and I guess I guess if you're doing a show that is based on killing monsters, then like this is a pretty good like mid season twist. Like, oh, we're gonna put I, the boys in a situation where they think it's a monster, but they actually have to cope with humans, and like it will right. change it dynamically. I just it, it, none of that really matters, and it's kind of the whole episode is brought down like by again, it's, it has to be 45 minutes, right? So like they have to go like all, do all of this extended back and forth shit before they can get to the action, and then even yeah. during the action, like. Papa Rob Zombie is just like, nope, I'm just going to stand here and talk to you for about four or five minutes. I'm just going to say a bunch of words at you like that <laughs> Dean doesn't care about. I definitely don't care about. Like, who's, who is, like, really into, uh, you know, Papa Bender, like, really getting into his thing? Like, this all seems kind of, yeah. I think this, I think you could have done a very similar twist, but, like, actually have them go up against a really smart uh, like, serial killer, like, almost like someone like Dexter, like, trying, you know, where they find out that, you know, this dude is actually super smart and can outwit them. And so they have to, you know, outthink him as opposed to just beat them up and then shoot them. Yeah. That would certainly be an interesting idea. And they do some of the human stuff. I think this is an episode in season four with a quote unquote haunted house. 
that I remember yeah. liking. Mm-hmm. We'll see if I still like it, but that handles some of the human stuff a little bit better. So, yeah. uh, a little bit of a swing and a miss, but they had to try it. I think, guys, I this fucking wiki, man. I swear. <laughs> Have you guys read the entry on just humans? Because th- at the end of the wiki page, <laughs> well, all no, it says is like that's journal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the first sentence is: humans are mortal beings that populate the planet Earth. God considers them his greatest creations. Thanks. <laughs> and then it gets into some deep, deep supernatural mythology. Like they go hard in the hand on this stuff. So this is worth, this is maybe worth taking a read. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, anything that you guys want to say about this episode that we have not said yet before we get into the fun part of this podcast episode? No. Yeah, we're good. You're good. Okay. Well, uh, Chris, why don't you read us the synopsis for Shadow? I would love to. In Chicago, Sam has the luck to run into Meg, the pretty blonde he meet, he met weeks earlier at Indiana bus stop. But it may be bad luck, especially if Meg is connected to a demon wreaking death on the Windy City. What do you mean, if? Synopsis, man. <laughs> we literally start her Meg. slice someone's neck open and then use the goblet of blood to, to call <laughs> yeah. somebody, like, to call some other demon dude. So, yeah. Uh, so this cold open I thought was really funny because it's a girl straight out of 1999, the yep. way she's dressed. <laughs> yeah. yep. On the street, now, granted, I've never been to Chicago. I mean, I've seen plenty of dirty cities in my life, but there is more garbage on this set than I have ever seen anywhere in the whole world. It's just like an entire newspaper factory opened up and just let just <laughs> let all their papers out. There's no ground. When they go for the wide shot, it's just newspaper flying everywhere. And that's all I could think about for her entire walk home. First of all, why are you in the sketchy, dirty alley? And second of all, why is there so much damn newspaper everywhere? It's because they have to. They have to show you that it's the windy city. <laughs> I guess. I guess so, man. Like you would think that they could just like put a fan up and have her walk into it, but nope. This newspaper is on the ground. Uh, I've, I've been to Chicago a couple of times, and like most of Chicago that I've been is actually a pretty clean city. Like it's actually like looks and like they keep the streets fairly clean compared to somewhere like new Orleans where like you have to have a special, you know, special pair of shoes because it's just all of the vomit and gross oh, on the ground. Don't go to new Orleans guys. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but like Chicago is, is a reasonably clean city, but this whole thing and like, Maybe maybe I'm just getting a little – maybe I've watched too much Supernatural because I'm ending up watching these episodes like two or three times in various states of mind. Uh, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> does this take forever for anything to happen? Like we go through her walking, her cell phone or her iPod I think does stops working and then she like yeah. rushes in the house. She listens to a voicemail from somebody that nobody fucking cares about because it never <laughs> happens because she literally just dies. But it's like – and I know that they're ramping up tension. Like I know this is a horror movie thing. Like we're going to slowly build to this thing but like – Yo, hurry up. Right. Yeah, this this first season, like I said, the, these episodes just kind of get really formulaic, uh, like in their setup. And then, like, even though, like, we get some real cool stuff later in this episode, but it's still kind of a by-the-numbers supernatural episode. Now, thankfully, they really start switching that up moving forward in, you know, pretty much the next season. But, yeah, this is just, like, oh, 
Oh, they are definitely filling time. Yeah. They're all trying to be mini horror movies. And I don't think that they'd really do that anymore, which in some ways it's a shame. Uh, but you just basically will get 45 minutes of mostly just the boys talking to each other or like whatever random angel and demons are guest starring on that season. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, man. Oh, this current season is pretty weird and wild. Anyway, um, I, I really like this episode. I really like this next part. Uh, one week later after we see this chick and we see her like torn apart, like there's a weird shadow in the wall and like we see blood splatter and it's all gross and disgusting. Um, but one week later, Sam and Dean show up and um, I thought they were dressed up as exterminators, but apparently they are dressed up as security nope. guards. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they, they're, they're from an alarm company because she like makes a big, they make a big deal of her setting the alarm and then arming it whenever she gets in her house. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it never went off. And there's some there's some back and forth here, right? Like show, showing that uh, Sam is like, I think I really think this is one of our gigs. Like she was locked in the inside, and and Dean Liz looked it up and realizes like the chick's heart is missing, which is kind of a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they get into the house via the landlord, and this landlord is taking no shit from Sam and Dean. In fact, like she's flinging it. She's like, She's hilarious. Yo, you, you guys are a terrible alarm company. This woman is splattered <laughs> all over the wall. It's like. Thanks, landlady. She, speci- she specifically says your alarm is about as useful as boobs on a man. That's, who says that? Who and says I think that? that this is the second uh, place where they, uh, the killer, the shit, whatever, shadow thing, has killed somebody with, where they have an alarm system. Because this yeah. is the second instance of it happening. Why is it only going after people with alarm systems? Uh, so that they can find out that it's not. A so they can figure out that something's <laughs> amiss. And, yeah. and there's going to be like, and we're just we're we're about to to find the you know this week's big bad, which is going to be Meg from a previous episode, who we know to be pretty bad. But um, and eventually we're going to find out like, and this is her plan. Like she's she's she was trying yeah. to get the boys here so that, that she could pull a trick on them. Uh, but like this is the most convoluted. Like, okay, I'm just going to kill people in these really specific ways, hope that they hear about it, and then hope that they decide and, like, not just drive to Topeka for some reason <laughs> instead of Chicago. <laughs> like, I, I just th- – this is a pretty convoluted plan, which most supervillain plans are, so I guess I can't say yeah. much. Uh, I like the way this one plays out, though. Th- is this th- now where Sam is looking at newspaper clippings like a fucking serial killer at the bar? <laughs> well, no, no, because right before this, and I want to make sure we talk about this, uh, there's a blood stain on the floor. And then Dean says, doesn't that look for like, doesn't that look like a symbol? And like gets out the tape and starts no. like, just connecting it. And I'm like, what are it you doing? does not look like anything. <laughs> you could have taped just- it a totally different way. <laughs> Like I'm watching it, and I, and I paused it whenever they do that overhead shot to maybe see if there are more accented uh, blood stains, and they're not. They nope. just connect random little spots of blood. I'm just like, okay. Sure. Got an eye for detail, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and this is going to be like the second – this is going to be – I think this is the first or second time in the series that they've seen a symbol and thought, oh, I don't know what that is. We need to investigate it. And I'm like, you know, there's, there's just millions of symbols. People just make that shit up. It doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> just because you can make something out of blood doesn't mean like it's going to be important. <laughs> but well, I'm pretty sure if you make it out of blood, it is therefore then made important. I guess more important than the proxy of is, is but... making it in blood. <laughs> At least makes anyway. it cooler. Um, I don't remember what happens next. Oh, this is now where they go to the bar. bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Chris. Well, yeah, this is where Sam is looking at serial killer uh, clippings. Uh, they're not. They're just clippings of, I guess, people who have died. But it just makes him look so creepy. If any, if I wandered by anybody at a bar looking at cutouts of missing people in newspapers, I'd be like, okay, uh, I'm about to get the cops over here because this is something's going on over here. But 
they uh, Dean gets what gets the bartender's number. I think at some point. I don't know. They go to the bar more than once in this episode. I'm pretty sure. But what's important is that Sam walks away, and then he suddenly he sees Meg uh, sitting at a table, and he knows that that pixie haircut anywhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he goes over to kind of confront her, and she's like, "Oh, hey, what are you doing here?" And Sam says, "Oh, I'm just visiting friends." And Meg looks around and goes, "Where are they?" <laughs> 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 she definitely calls him out. Fucking burnt, man. <laughs> just, I mean, just straight up. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah, he's just like, uh, they're not here right now. But uh, <laughs> would you like to see my newspaper clipping collection? Yeah. I don't know. I wrote down the notes where of Meg saying, "If it were me, I'd kill him," and I think she's referring to Dean. Dean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty telling, I guess. That's yeah. not something you really just say to somebody. And also, be, like, after, with- like... Well, I was gonna say, after calling out Sam on having no friends there, then, like, Dean walks up and he's, like, trying to insert himself in the conversation because he's like, who is this chick? And he keeps clearing his throat, and she's like, dude, cover your mouth. <laughs> yeah, Meg, Meg actually is, is very funny in this scene. She's um, great. <laughs> there's also, did you guys catch this weird thing that she says? Because she's, he says, like, where have you been? I, you know, I didn't expect to see you here. She's like, oh, I was in L.A. You know, I saw Chad Michael Murray at a something or another. And he's like, yeah. who? And she's like, never mind. Did you guys pick up on this? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, so, I know that they, they've done stuff together, Jared Padalecki and Chad Michael Murray. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So, but I don't know if they had at that point. But they're in a movie together. Well, he, I, I had to look it up because I was like, "What the hell is this?" Oh reference? shit! They're both on Gilmore Girls. I'm an they're idiot. They're both on ah, Gilmore Girls. Okay. All right, that's a. Good and he was on uh, One Tree Hill on the CW. So, like, I think it's just a weird, like, it's got to be some like weird bet. Like, we can work Chad Michael Murphy, Murphy into or whatever his name is into an episode of Supernatural. But like, it just seems oh. such a weird thing. I should have known that. That that's makes more sense Girls. now. <laughs> Yeah, really. I mean, you probably haven't got to him on your Gilmore's Girl podcast, right? No, we're not that far yet. No, he's, all right, Jeremy, he's in season one, okay? They're both in season one. What's, your, what's, the, what's the name of your Gilmore Girls podcast, by the way? Is it Monster of the Month? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm cutting that joke out. Oh, uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> good chance. Uh, yeah, um, this whole scene oh, where man. Meg is, is super mean to the Winchester boys is, is very, very good. I always like it when she shows up and she's just super mean to everybody. Um, like, and, and then we get to this thing where Sam is super, super suspicious of Meg. Like, it's just really weird that she's here. Like, the same time we're investigating this thing, she shouldn't be here. Like, uh, yeah. and then there's this back and forth and Dean is like, oh yeah, I bet you're going to follow her. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dean's like very much treating this <laughs> like his little brother has his first girlfriend, which like Dean, you were literally just trying to hook up with a stranger. Like we have no, yeah, like to- you were acting like a child when you got her phone. Number. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but Dean also says something along. He's like, dude, maybe it's just a coincidence. Like that. Your, your, your cool new friend shows up here. And, but Sam is like, no, we don't. Coincidences don't happen to us when shit like this happens. It's for a reason. And he, I mean, he's not wrong. So, and props to Sam on this one like sam is treating this very seriously like because he knows mm-hmm. like hey I, I didn't have any psychic dreams about her but like i should probably start listening to my gut on this stuff like it's been working out for me uh and I, I like all of this like this is good he does decide to follow her and uh, tells dean like you need to go research these that weird symbol and you need to go check out if see if meg masters from wherever Ville is actually real. And I like this because this, I think this might be the first time that Dean uses a laptop in the show. Like he actually does a little bit of research. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Meg's from my neck of the woods. She's from where I went to college. So I was like, oh, hey, girl, right. shout out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Sam goes, and he's a peeping Sam. Yep. He's just sitting yeah. outside of a room. And then he totally gets caught by a random yeah, couple walking down the sidewalk, which is really good. Sam's, um, I'm definitely not looking at this half-naked chick while also looking at this half-naked chick face, by the way, in this in this whole scene. Like, again, <laughs> if I was good at making gifts on the internet, this would be something that I would want to see. Like, of him just, like, kind of yeah. trying not to look, but also having to look. Like, it's, it's really, really good. And, of course, it's like this awkward scene of him getting busted. But at the same time, she's taking her shirt off in front of her open window. And it, that's not yeah. an accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she, she knows what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. Sam sneaks into this building or follows her and then sneaks into the building that she goes into. And then um, just climbs up a fucking elevator shaft like no big. Yeah. yeah. What like, the hell, man? <laughs> the finger he is like, those are Nathan Drake proportions of finger strength that he must have climbing up that thing. Except, uh, except Sam is like two and a half times the size of Nathan Drake. <laughs> <He's too Yeah. laughs> it's, this show's a lot funnier if you if you realize that Sam is seven foot two and weighs four hundred pounds. Like, just keep, keep that in mind. <laughs> so he catches um, her taking her shirt off, and then he catches her spitting game into a magic blood goblet. Yeah, dude. Like, man, you know, you know, Sam's got like he's at half mast right now. Like, he really absolutely. Likes this I know I was, dude. Like, I want. <laughs> A magic blood goblet so bad. Make it out of a skull. That would be great. Yeah, just basically give me the skull from Dark Souls 3. Like, that's all I really look for. Yeah, that one. And then I just put stuff in there that looks like blood. So at this point, uh, Dean is doing even more research and starts putting together the pieces that some of these um, killings could be connected to their mom. And then uh, calls calls their dad, leaves a message for Papa Winchester again, saying, like, hey – you know, I, this is getting serious. We may be on the trail of the thing that killed mom. Like, get your ass to Chicago if you can. Like, we're going to be doing this thing and this thing. Um, and at this point, Sam brings in just a giant, enormous amount of weapons <laughs> that never appears again. And here's, guys, I know I get hung up on little details, right? Sam brings in a bag of weapons from the trunk. Then they load up in the Impala and drive somewhere. What? Why did they bring the weapons? They could just left them in the fucking trunk, dog. Like all of the weapons are there. They have slots. Like just leave them in. That the- was definitely my thought. I was like, but wait, because when I remembering the episode, I thought that it was just some random stuff that he picked up from somewhere else that they didn't already have. But then he's like, no, I got these out of the trunk. I'm like, why? but why (laughs) why are you bringing it in and they didn't even do like I wanted to see like the montage where they clean and load and strap down I wanted to see that and that never happens so so uh, Sam is it Sam who calls John or Dean one of them it's Dean who calls John and then uh, they Mm. they do all this weapon stuff and this is where Sam and Dean have their their what are you going to do after the war argument basically but but they don't get a call back from John right he just shows up later no no yeah he just shows up later because I made a note of saying the thing that killed mom, John Winchester here, is barely containing the near-sexual thrill he gets from his revenge fantasies and keeping things from his sons. <laughs> Wait, did you write that? I wrote that, yes. <laughs> oh my god. It feels like it's it's borderline out of sexual Shh. thrill, keeping secrets from his sons. Uh, man, this is a sexy episode, huh? <laughs> oh. Just, oh. We're having a good time with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is where you Sam is like, I want to go back to living my life. Yeah, if Dude. we find this, like, if we can find, like, this will be so great. If we could kill this thing, like, then it'll all be over. But here's the thing, like, I mean, even Dean's reason for not wanting Sam to leave is, like, those are wrong. Like, he just wants things to be like they were, which obviously is unhealthy and unrealistic. But at the same time, like, if 
I spent any amount of my adult life doing those things, I don't know if I could just go back to living my life. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's something that gets played out on the show in later seasons too, right? Like them trying to that's live true, normal yeah. lives. So I'm 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 maybe looking forward to those to like kind of approach them from a critical standpoint and go like, I wonder how this is actually working with the characters that we've been talking about so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually like we're. Sam, whenever Sam talks about being done done with all this, and then Dean actually, like, he kind of starts letting down some of his walls, and he really gets, I think the first time, this is the most vulnerable he's been in front of Sam, uh, talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they, he he very specifically says, like, this is, this is you know, I want to get things back to the way they were. There's always going to be something new to hunt. We should always be together. Like there is no, there is no after this. Like that's, and he even kind of makes fun of Sam a little bit. Well, that's good for you that you got, you can, you have a life to go back to, right? Like, cause Dean doesn't literally yeah. doesn't have anything. This is all that he has. So obviously he wants to have his whole family there. I also noticed that Sam starts to sound a lot more like John in these scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not with the telling Dean what to do or anything, but his desire to kill this thing. And, uh, they always talk about their dad's quest for revenge, and Sam is very like quickly slipping into that role. Uh, as much as Dean was always the one that obeyed John, I have always drawn parallels, and I'm I think that they're clearly there between Sam and John. Like they are the same person. That's why they butt heads so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Sam has that same like um, I just had the word and I lost it, but that same stubbornness and that same mm-hmm. kind of drive of like we got to get this and we got to get it done and we got to do it now. Because again, Sam has a life after outside of this. Like it's only been like two months since he dropped out of college. He could probably go back and get his credits. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know why he'd want to. I would have. I think I, I know that there is a there is a turning point for Sam. But I kind of thought that we were already there. I thought that we had reached the point with Sam where he was like, I can't go back. You know, I did try to live that life, but it's not going to work. And especially with Jess being gone, like, what is he going to do? Uh, but I guess he's still he's still hell bent on going back. Well, probably anything besides ride around with your dumbass brother and sleep in <laughs> shitty hotel rooms with your dumbass brother. Listen to your dumbass brother's like music and farts all the time. Like that, you know that Impala be stinking on the road, man. Oh, like yeah, that, yeah that, dude. it's not. I would imagine that would be fun for like uh, maybe a month, right? Like, oh, we're gonna kill some monsters, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna road trip, and then like, hey, I want my own shower in my own bed now. Like, I can't. There's no. I there's no PS4 in the Impala. Car. Yeah. So yeah. is this what they go? Uh, so yeah, this is what they go back the to the again? warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Should so we they, talk about what a deva is? <laughs> we we probably do because sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what, does does his dad's journal have anything about that, Chris? Yeah, go a little bit, go a little bit of dad's journal on this. Um, a deva is an ancient demonic creature of of shadow, a special type of demon which can be summoned by other demons. Uh, and to quote Dean, he says, "A deva it translates to demon of darkness." A Zoroastrian Zoroastrian demons, I think that's the word Zoroastrian. I don't know. Uh, and they're savage, animalistic, nasty attitudes, kind of like demonic pit bulls. These devas, they have to be summoned, conjured. These suckers tend to bite the hand that feeds them, and then the arm and the torsos. So basically, they're shadow <laughs> demons that can be summoned, but they're super, super vicious. <laughs> nice work power they're- through the last there. It's <laughs> yeah. actually These are actually really cool monsters um, for the little bit that they're actually even featured in this episode. I think they're really, really awesome. And like, they are really vicious. Like later they really fuck some shit up. <laughs> oh, they do. They put some, they put some wounds on these boys that yeah. they would never recover from the deep gashes in Sam's face. I'm he like, you would have, those, you would have, have three scars. massive scars on the face. For your yeah. 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 That dude <laughs> should be looking like uh, Tyrion from games of Thrones. Yeah. Games of Thrones <laughs> right now. 
Um, if it was a if it was a movie, he would have Games of Thrones. Is my favorite (laughs) knockoff version. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) He if this was a movie, they would put that makeup on him. But it's a TV show, and they're like, we can't deal with this every day. Yeah. Um, I want to get into something with the Davis here in a bit when we when we get to like our big fight scene with them. Um, but I I just because I have it, I want I want to. It, let's get into the episode. I'm sorry. I'll just get into get along with it. Uh, Sam and Dean sneak into this room where um, Meg has been calling people on the, with the goblet of blood. Uh, she very quickly is like, "Oh, hey, yeah, you guys are here. Like, you don't have to sneak up. We can all just hang out." And then just like owns both of them. <clears throat> Davis come in, yeah. and, like scratch up their faces, and then before you know it, both dudes are tied up to um, post. I guess whatever it doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, fucking Meg just starts talking like these villains and this. Here's the thing, though. I really liked this speech, though. Like, I think this the this actor, like, she's really pulling off uh, this uh, and like her attitude towards the both of them. Uh, I just think plays really well. Like, I actually really enjoyed watching this scene coming right off of that episode where we have another monologuing villain who I couldn't care less about. Yeah, she's definitely she better gets, than uh, Papa Bender. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> she gets super sexual with Sam. And that's that's what I don't like. Yeah, th- that whole thing is very uncomfortable to me. Well, that's, that's See, the thing. It is very uncomfortable, and that's why I liked it, because exactly, yeah. all like old horror literature is like pulling from like weird sexuality. Uh, and may- it, it doesn't necessarily fit with this, but it's super creepy. It's like really off-putting in, like, in a way that I thought was like, yeah, like, the, that kind of, like, is for kind of, I guess, kind of trashy as it is. I really liked Hellraiser, and that's the thing that Hellraiser dealt with a lot, was, like, the painful and, like, scary sides of sex. And so, mm-hmm. like, whenever demons start to bring that stuff up and then try to try to pull at that, I think that's actually, uh, well, wording. Oh. Uh, they, uh, I really kind of dig that tone a lot. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I was, you know... Get my jollies off. I just I think it's very it's very uncomfortable. But uh, I I like the and then the boys use that to their advantage actually because Dean like he's very obviously trying to get out of his bonds whenever she's all up on uh, Sam's business, and so whenever she goes over there to take his knife, uh, Sam uh, is able to cut himself loose and definitely headbutts her. Yeah, but it's just that scene is so weird and intimate and. uh, definitely off but that's why i liked it because it's you don't get stuff like that in supernatural really and it made demons seem way creepier than yeah which will soon very soon stop happening it's it's one of the things that um the the show's fiction um doesn't really so we, we know from the past episode from a dark passenger or whatever that like demons are possessing people in order to make them do bad things we haven't confirmed that Meg is a demon, but I think we confirmed that in this episode. Mm-hmm. So the show has built up this thing where, okay, this is Meg Masters is a real person. You know, she actually did live where she said she lived, but she's obviously been possessed by a demon, which, so now like there's this weird and very awkward and ugly question of like, and they, the show actually deals with this at a later date of like, this demon is making Meg do this stuff. So Meg yeah. doesn't actually mm-hmm. have the agency. So anytime that, you see any of these like sexual stuff. Like I find it really, really awkward and creepy thinking of like the Meg masters is trapped in this demon's head. Like that actually should be, should be controlling her yeah. body that doesn't want to. It's be. awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's mm-hmm. really, really gross. And it's, 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 I guess it's horror that doesn't really fit in supernatural. Cause the way they deal with horror is a much more pop-corn-y action, kind of fun popcorn yeah. thing. And this is more of a, yeah, a deeper, darker 
weird horror that, I mean, they do, like you said, deal with the consequences of it. But um, I mean, yeah, when you spell it out like that, it, it makes sense that it's kind of off-putting. The uh, I, I do like this, what Steven was just talking about, where they do the the brother trick, the the, the classic Winchester double take. This will happen like so many times throughout these episodes, but like where one of the brothers does something, but it's actually a fake out for the other brother to do it instead. So <laughs> yeah. really, really fun stuff. Um, and that's when, that's when we start getting into a big fight scene. Um, like the Sam gets loose, hits her in the forehead, like actually headbutts her, and then immediately trashes the altar, which causes the divas to like go crazy and turn on Meg, and they carry yeah. her out and drop her outside, and like she's dead. Toss her out the window. Also, at this at some point during her monologue, she basically reveals that they played uh, right into her hands by uh, going against what John wanted. But they they played into hit the trap that they set for John, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she her monologue is saying like you guys were I don't care about you at all like I just I I wanted you to get your dad here and it worked so mm-hmm. um and yeah they they go back to like their hotel room very quickly realize like somebody's in it start freaking out and then boom Papa Winchester and in, yeah. in, in the flesh and this scene mm-hmm. y'all this scene's really it's good. really good yeah. it's so good <laughs> yeah so let, let's it's, let's it's, go around the room about it like I want to I want to hear your opinions on it Chris well it's it's understated of course you know. Dean and John are happy to see each other. They give each other a big hug, but it's the Sam and John part where John says something along the lines of, you know, we had a hell of a falling out, whatever it was. And they just, they give them, each other that look. And then that, the hug, it's like, you know, things aren't really patched back together, but there's still love there. And it, it's a, it's a big moment. And it's, it's cool to see them all come together again. I like the, uh, the pause when they see the dad and like both Dean and Sam are like frozen to the spot, but like they're mm-hmm. doing their serious acting faces of like, <laughs> It sounds like I'm making fun of it, but like it, act, it actually works. Like Sam like looks yeah. very, very emotionally conflicted about the whole thing, which he should be. Like this is somebody that he's been chasing since his girlfriend died and, you know, has been trying to find him, has been worried about, they haven't really heard sign of, et cetera, et cetera. So like, also he hasn't seen him in four years at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that ended with a big argument. Right. So like they have to have mm-hmm. like this conversation and it's, it's good. Like this whole thing works for me. Well, Steven, what about you? Yeah, I really, really dug it. And it's pretty much the same thing you guys are saying. Like, you know, Dean finding uh, his dad, obviously, like, he's like, yeah, you know, he's super jazzed about it. But it's, man, like, uh, Jared's really pulling out the stops for uh, his acting right here. And, like, the, the, I guess it would be really easy to overwrite this scene, but, like, kind of, like, they actually show a little bit of restraint in how little they talk because I feel like that's maybe what would actually happen in that situation. Like, you know, they, there's barely anything said, like you're saying, Chris, like they don't fix the problem, but they acknowledge it and then decide like, Hey, we need to move on. Uh, we need to try and move past this, even though it gets brought up again, but you know, and this um, is the difference between uh, friends and family, right? Like this is something that would only work in the context of a, of a father and a son or like a, yeah. a family, mm-hmm. because otherwise, like if you're not, if you're not blood with these folks, then like, what the hell are you even bothering with? Like you could just walk away, but this instead, like they are, they are struck, they are stuck together with the bond of family. And like, they, they both have this, they all three have the same goals at this point, which is to, you know, try to find this person or this thing that killed mama Winchester. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's when the diva attack. Surprise! Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it seriously tears all of the. It almost tears all of them apart. <laughs> like it is so intense. Yeah, these things are pretty savage. 
So this is where I mentioned earlier that I wanted to talk about. So during uh, Meg's monologue, she says that the diva are in the room. They're just invisible. So you only see the shadows. Um, yeah. And like we, we had seen right when they attack the boys for the first time, like we see it via shadow, like this thing jumps at Sam's shadow. So I was thinking that this was like a thing that it, like a Peter Pan nightmare, right? Like where you can only attack somebody's yeah. shadow, but it hurts you instead. Um, which, but Meg says, no, no, that's not true. They're invisible. So this whole fight scene, like the way that it's resolved is Sam finding a flare, tossing like a flare bomb in the middle of the floor, which blinds everybody, but it creates, you know, it, it removes all shadows. So now the shadows can't move anymore. But like, yeah. if they're just a thing in the room, <laughs> they'd be, still be casting. Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah. And I know it doesn't mechanics really make a of whole this. lot of sense. Yeah, okay, I'm just making sure I didn't miss something obvious. Unless their, their power is linked to the fact that they can cast a shadow. Like that is, they, well, yeah, it doesn't really they, make are any they called sense. shadow demons or something? Yeah, or demons I of guess. shadow or something. So, so that would sure mean if they're not casting a shadow it. that they can't hurt you that's yeah. a, as a, it, what this seems to be implying it, it doesn't it make has a to be sense. it has to be spooky for them to be powerful yeah. they should have just made them the shadows rather than a thing that cast a shadow but didn't have a physical form anyway even though that's a cool creepy idea of like a thing being in the room and the only way you're gonna see it is a shadow that's a cool idea yeah but <laughs> looking whatever. at the uh, power and abilities tab on I this love that the supernatural wiki lists powers and abilities <laughs> invisibility teleportation claws super strength and flight why is claws an ability and or power like because it's, it's used to a thing on it somebody agrees because it's the only one that it's, it's the only one of those powers that doesn't have its own page <laughs> like, it <just> <laughs> like in that case the power slash abilities of an eagle is also claws <laughs> oh man the Okay, I'm not even going to get into this. These goddamn Wikipedia so, holes. Let's get is, into this. Is this the? Is this like the, where they end their conflict with the Deva? Is they just they blast it with a flare and then that's it? Yeah, they they run out um, very much on the run, right? Like this is what that's yeah. this is what this says to me. It's like they can't. They obviously are. Fi- they're finally fighting something they can't really handle themselves against. They have no idea what to mm-hmm. do with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where Dean, when they run outside, Dean stops them and says, "No, no, we." Dad, you can't come with us. And Sam kind of freaks out. But Dean's logic makes sense. Like, they yeah. set this up so well, think, to capture John I think Winchester. Dad brings that up, and then Dean agrees with him. No, I, thought, I, thought like, this was, I thought this was all Dean at the end. So, I, but I, I, maybe I it was. I don't know. Once again, I barely remember these things, guys. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, this is actually kind of, like, it, it sucks, and... Thinking about it, I, I hate when shows try to do this. They give you, they have a carrot at the end of the stick, like, oh, they've got to find their dad. They finally do it, but then the dad has to leave again. And so they have to, but this actually handles it really, really well, I think. Like, it's like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Like, they're screwed whenever they're all together like this because they're distracted by each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like Vegas said, like, the only weakness that John Winchester seems to have is his boys or his two sons. And at the end, it's like a competition to see who has the coolest car. Because you see, you know, the boys drive around the Impala. That's their dad's old kick-ass car. So, like, okay, what could John Winchester possibly drive that's cool? Oh, it's the biggest monster truck you've ever seen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I brought this up in our DMs, but, uh, yo, this looks exactly yeah. like the racist truck. Do you think he has found does. his own it racist really truck? Does. <laughs> yeah. I said I was going to bring up the truck. Uh, that yeah. would be like a John Winchester thing, right? I'd be so. That cool. would be super cool. <laughs> and then, you know, big old dick swinging John Winchester has to jump up half a foot to get into the thing, and it's just like, all right, see you boys later. 
and he roars out of the alley. I just imagine the writers meeting being like, all right, John Wester has to have a tougher looking car than the Impala, right, guys? Like, what do we do? It's just got like this truck has got like pipes on it and shit. It's just doing all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. They get the exhaust <laughs> routed to behind the, the, the back window. Like, it's sticking up yeah. like it's a goddamn diesel oh, it's truck. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's pretty If you great. can, um, you should, you should try to find a picture and see if you could Photoshop the three of us in there for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, um, man. <laughs> This this and this is pretty much it. Uh, the yeah, they split up. They drive off, and then we see uh, Meg kind of walking back, and uh, like, oh shit, Meg's alive. She somehow survived that drop. So and got Meg can control of the divas, obviously. Uh, yeah, and that's and the episode that ends on her. Whole, uh, the whole thing with Meg Masters, the girl is trapped inside this demon. Oh poor 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 girl. It's only getting worse. <laughs> it's not getting. Yeah, not, yeah th- th- this is not going to end well for really anybody in this show. Like no, there's no happy endings in Supernatural, unless you're that one. Um, vengeful spirit in that lake that never got dealt with but anyway. oh yeah <laughs> or if you're if you're a girl who like breaks up with sam or dean before things get serious then your life is probably going to be better true <laughs> yeah i dated <laughs> i dated super Dad, i dated sam winchester when he was just a law student yeah <laughs> then he Phew, dodged that bullet <laughs> then he dumped me for jessica but whew, am i looking good now <laughs> so uh let's do wrap-up thoughts real quick chris what, okay. do, you, what do you think on this episode Monster is kind of cool, even if it doesn't make sense. Um, I thought that the stuff with Meg was really creepy, uh, even if it is a little bit mismanaged, especially later. But yeah, the shining moment of this episode is the the three Winchesters coming together, and uh, it's always cool seeing moments like that. Steven? Yeah, pretty much the same. Like, uh, cool monster, even though it's not utilized a whole lot. Uh, Meg is a really cool villain before the demons get real dumb and filled with puns and uh, references. I hate the no punny end. demons. <laughs> it, the thing is, they all kind of become that eventually. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Meg is really great. And, uh, yeah, John showing up is super great. It's really fun to, to watch that scene. It's really hard to watch the show and try to picture my mind, like, before I'd seen it you know, all 12 seasons of this. It's really hard to go back to try to picture what I was thinking the first time I, I watched this. And I, I really try to do that when we watch these episodes, when I'm mm-hmm. making notes so that I can kind of try to approach it from a fresh perspective. And mm-hmm. despite the weird um, possession stuff, that's kind of creepy and awkward. I think setting up Meg as a, as a villain at this point in the series is a really, really good, good idea. Like she's popped up yeah. a couple of times. There's, it's somebody that you can relate to. It's someone that's not like mustache twirling bad. Like it's, it's a woman who like is very diminutive. She's very small. She's very tiny, but is very terrifying. And like that, that, that twist there is, is really, really good. And, I, and again, the Papa Winchester meeting, you know, Sam and Dean for the first, or not for the first time, but the first time on the show, like, man, that's a great moment. Like, it's just, it, even now, like, watching it with everything that happens, I'm just way off into it. Yeah, me too. Hellhounds? Nope, that's not the episode. Nope. Hellhounds. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Chris, you want to hit us with that synop? Okay, episode 17, Hellhouse. Not Hellhounds. Get the hell... Oh, shit, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's better if I don't read them before I go into it. Yep. <clears throat> Get the hell out of hell... No, alright. Get the hell out of the Hellhouse. <laughs> Sam and Dean defy a homicidal 
spirit, but their efforts are encumbered by a pair of goofball paranormal investigators who hope uh, ghost busting gets them girls. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of a weird episode. I, I, I ended up really liking it. I, again, I think it very much suffers from being overly long. Like yeah. at some point we have yeah. like two groups of teens going into this house, like in different yeah. times. And that's the thing with this episode. It feels like it has two cold opens and it just goes back and forth because they go to the house so many different times. It's kind of hard to follow it all. But there is some, some very good stuff. The goofball paranormal investigators are our first appearances of what will become to be known as the ghost facers. Which, and it's these, oh, it's, they're so good. They're so good. <laughs> uh, this is, these are two kind of like goofy nerdy guys that are like, it's, it's exactly what Sam and Dean are not like. They're they're you know they're they're on the internet. They're writing articles. They're all of their shit just kind of doesn't work. They're doing it for like fame and fortune and girls. Like it's just it's just exactly <laughs> they know just as much about this stuff to get themselves in trouble basically. So it's it's us with this show then. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah. is this okay, is cool. me, Chris, and and, and Stephen <laughs> going to investigate a house and then running across Sam and Dean. And then there's a five way. You know what? Let's we can talk about my fan fiction later. We'll get into some of that. <laughs> well, no, Gary Gary and Cole are Sam and Dean. And we busted on them. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a whole different fan fiction. Hold on, let me get to that chapter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, there's this there's this game called uh oh shit something. It's you ship in it. It's like a card game. Everybody gets random cards or dealt, and they have a name on them. Uh, and I remember being I got a crowd of people I didn't know all that well, but I got a a Dean Winchester and a Remus Lupin. Uh, card that oh, I had to nice. basically you have to make fan fiction out of it and I started off with Dean Winchester of course hunting Remus Lupin because he's a werewolf uh, but it quickly devolved into your typical supernatural uh, Roman <laughs> fan fiction <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one, of the, one of the greatest things I've ever done I wish I could remember it all but uh, yeah let's <laughs> dig into this episode <laughs> so the the cold open here is just a group of teens uh, go into a house that's kind of like it's 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 pretty subtly done. Like they go in and like there's mm-hmm. all of this stuff written on the walls, but it's it's they've done it in such a way that you kind of think that there's something off about it. And uh, and we'll we'll quickly learn that there is like all of this stuff is fake. But um, they they kind of go in and they're like suitably creeped out. And then oh there's shit there's a there's a girl hanging in the room and they all run out. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's the cold open. <laughs> and then we Which get. I, uh, I like that idea of having the entire cold open to be. Here's an example of faking out with the cold open in a good way, yeah. I think, where um, there, this isn't what we think it is, just like it was with Benders, but I think this is done a little bit better, mainly because it's played for comedy. Uh, whenever they come to investigate it, like nobody remembers what was going on correctly. <laughs> well, before we get to that, which I want to talk about in depth, um, we got to start talking about the prank war because yes. this is uh, okay. Because <laughs> I love this, this stuff. stuff. So I don't know good. about you guys. Like this is so great to me. Oh, it's great. It's real good. But Dean, Dean puts a spoon on Sam's nose. Am I correct? Yep. Yeah. Okay. While he's sleeping, and that while escalates so quickly. Yep. And he takes a picture of him, and then Sam wakes up and he hits the spoon off. Uh, and he's like, are we starting with these stupid pranks again, Dean? Like, we were kids. <laughs> and then Dean laughs or whatever. And then he, just remember, you started it. You put a fucking on your nose, dude. He's like, he's always like, it always escalates. And then yeah, like, it sounds like you're the one escalating it, Sam. You're really mad. Well, also, <laughs> I think I would also be mad if what was done to me were Dean talks about putting Nair in his shampoo, which it's pretty fucked up. Like, <laughs> pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> That's super hardcore. Yeah. And then yeah. and then calls him Baldy after that. 
that's, that's, a good, that's a good prank, but I'd probably be super pissed if anybody I think if somebody put Nair in my sh- well. yeah, if somebody put Nair in my shampoo, I like I grew my hair out for over a year without getting a cut, and if suddenly that was all gone, I think I'd I'd, I'd probably lose my mind. <laughs> I um I shaved my head once when I was a kid, and nobody Whoa. needs to see my bald ass head. <laughs> I would be very very upset. Um, Sam finds this job, which is going to be related to the house, on a website called hellhoundslayer.com, <laughs> yeah. which Dean is immediately and rightfully dismissive about. He's like, "This yeah. garbage bullshit is not going to be anything." Um, and we can't go too far without talking about Dean's use of the word persqueeter, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what the real pain in the persqueeter? Is that what he says? Yeah, no, he says something like like they wouldn't know a real monster if they uh, bit him if in it, the persqueeter. <laughs> Why does Dean know that word? I don't know. We looked it up. We did because we we're mostly <laughs> just mean because we were, we were just bamboozled by that word, uh, and it mostly just means uh, female genitalia. So yeah, yeah. Dean's just throwing that word around like it ain't no thing. Where, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's so bad. And apparently it's, like, the, the Urban Dictionary site, like, what they what they use, like, their only, <laughs> their only reference is this show. So it makes me think that, like, it's just a word that they invented that they've, you know what I'm saying? This oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's, it doesn't come up. Uh, and I don't want to spend a lot it's of time ne- on It's Urban never spent there used again. It's never used again. Yeah. By anyone, ever. All that potential gone to waste. That, that word was, was left to die until we just brought it back up. Yeah. So thank you. You're, you're, you're welcome, lips. world. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. I think that would be one of my first questions to Jensen Ackles if I ever got a chance oh to interview him. Is like, can you tell me about the word persqueeter? Like, and I'm sure, like, like was Jensen, that an ad lib or did you? Is <laughs> that written? What if he was just immediately like, ah, oh, yes, yeah, persqueeter. <laughs> well, we need to we need to start back in 1894. From the, oh, from the Wisconsin perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We got to move past this or we'll be here all day. So they hear, um, they hear about the Mordecai house, the haunted house where shit keeps happening. Yep. Uh, and so they decide we're going to go visit some local teens because these are the ones who are reporting on it. So they and go to the, the local like, drive through diner place. to <laughs> Yeah, that's like from around, the right? 50s. Yeah. Where all of the teens are hanging out, like literally all of the teens, the four yeah. the four kids that walked in there. And um, this is a delightful scene. Like, I love it when they do stuff it like really this. It really is. Um, it's set up so that the the boys are obviously interviewing, but uh, we don't hear the questions. We just hear we just cut back and forth between each individual teen, like answering and you know, oh, he, you know, she was blonde. No, she was a redhead. She was this and this and this and like they and they're all like completely disagreeing with each other. Yeah, and they're just getting for, this really weird sense of like what the hell is going on. Yeah, like everyone <laughs> seems to have seen something differently. Which I mean, like that's that's real. Like that's that's what would ha- normally happen with this thing. Yeah, uh, but they all remember who told them about the ghost story, and that was this dude Craig. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I just I just love that the guy's name is Craig for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. So they go over to the like record store to, to interview Craig, right? Yep. Is that happen next? So, because I always I mentioned it to you guys in the in the chat because it's just this really obscure reference. But uh, they say that they're writers, and then the kid Craig, who works at the record store, says that he he's like, oh, I write for my school's like lit magazine or whatever. And Dean calls him Morrissey, which is 
random thing. Like Morrissey is like the singer of the Smiths, a band that Dean would definitely hate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why who, is Dean like, listening to Morrissey? <laughs> like, when I was in college, I was a diehard Morrissey fan. So I knew that he like wrote for a lit magazine when he was in high school. <laughs> but I don't know why that <laughs> reference made it into the show. <laughs> it's That's, just a so That's a deep cut. That's a deep Morrissey cut. Wow. But it's also, in a way, does seem like something Dean would definitely make fun of somebody for, because he's just all into, you know, classic rock, and the Smiths are, True. like, the opposite of that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this it is... was necessary to bring it up. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that we have a resident Morrissey fan on the show. This is going to change a lot yeah. of it, how I, I do research now. So, Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Craig tells him all about this local legend and I'm not going to get into the details because I don't think um, – because we're, we're not quite ready for Dad's journal yet because we haven't quite figured out what the, yep. end, what the big bad is. But there's this Mordecai guy and he did some bad stuff and um, he says that his cousin Dana is the one that, to- that told him about it. Uh, so the boys go to the house and they start investigating, which is when they run into our buddies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Harry and Ed. Harry and Ed, the uh, – who are positioning themselves as paranormal investigators and they've got, you know, the camera, the night vision camera, they've got an EMF, they've got all this stuff. And there's a, there's a back and forth where Sam and Dean are kind of pretending to be, you know, just normal dudes. Yeah. And, uh, it's really good. Yeah. They just and Sam, and Sam is like, the entire episode. they're just kind of <laughs> gaslighting him the entire time, man. Like, Oh yeah. What does EMF do? <laughs> do you guys ever see a ghost? He's like, yeah, we heard a vase get pushed off of a table. <laughs> These dudes, they just have such great comedic uh, presence in these scenes. Yeah. And, and honestly, they play so well against Sam and Dean, against the super hunks. Like, I mean, we're always joking, super hunks, but it's like, they are. They're like two really good looking dudes. And then you have these two normal looking dudes who are super geeky, but they have the confidence and the bravado of Sam and Dean to go yeah, up against them. Yeah, which is really great. And then it's also, it also helps that, like, they're, they are normal heights of, like, you know, <laughs> sub six foot. So they just look super tiny next yeah. to them. Yeah. They, they look like normal guys, right? Like they look like the t- kind of guys that you would just see in the wild, like as yeah, opposed yeah, to yeah. like hunks where you have to go to a specific like part of Africa where they've got all the hunks in one little <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Get me out of this. That's, that's where the CW casts from. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's, where, where, that's where they keep all of their hunks. <laughs> they lock them up. And um, <laughs> j- just in case you think that I didn't, uh, if you actually go to hellhoundslayer.com, by the way, it just now redirects to the CW t- website. Which is, oh, yeah. I'm just, I just like the idea that somebody out there is still paying like $40 a year for hellhoundslayer.com. <laughs> <laughs> like that's an expense on someone's budget somewhere. And they're like, do we still need this? And we're like, yeah, someone could be doing a podcast and checking on this stuff. <laughs> uh, so they run into these dudes and they kind of, like I said, gaslight them. And then um, at this, I think this is where they uh, are taking pictures of everything. And Sam is like, is this where they start taking a picture of all the symbols? And Sam is like, well, yeah. this is really weird. Like, if this legend started in the 1800s, like, this symbol didn't even come into 19, to come into use until 1933. Like, which is always a good time when Sam can show yeah, up how smart he is. he's nerding it up a little bit, which is real good. But then there's one symbol he doesn't know, and Dean recognizes it. And he's like, huh. But he can't exactly place it um, where exactly it comes from. Which Dean is also, I guess, between the blood and this, he's real good with not remembering <laughs> and this is um, like Dean walking through here and taking low resolution pictures of everything on his camera phone yeah. really cracks me up too. Like, you guys don't have a camera? <laughs> like, what do you? <laughs> the one thing that they just don't think to do. They have a. We've seen him have a video camera before, so like you would think. Well, anyway, Sam could yeah. figure out the night vision on it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a whole thing. 
Um, this is where they decide, like they they ditch the the not quite ghost facers yet. They ditch Harry and um, what's his name Ed, and they decide to go have beers and try to do more research on this thing, which they they can't find any like actual. I think Sam keeps calling it lore, which is weird yeah. for coming from a Dark Souls background. But like he's like, we can't find any lore on these guys. I'm like, well, have you checked Vadi Video's channel? He does a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sick pool. Then, then we get a good. Then we get a good prank where uh, Sam has glued Dean's hand to the uh, to a beer bottle, which yep. I would love to see how he got rid of because it just happens the one time and they don't talk about it anymore. So. <laughs> Also, they have that he really, really pub. creepy really thing hurts. next to their. Uh, they have that really creepy laughing thing next to their booth. Like you pull the thing, and the like creepy dude on the side of the wall starts laughing. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. They use that later, don't they? Use that as like a distraction. Or something? Yeah, totally, I have it in the notes. They totally steal this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't understand this at all because like they. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. They do. They end up stealing this thing. Even though they don't show it. Uh, it just winds up in that show later. But so um, they leave here, and this is where they find out that, um, or we go, we cut back to a different group of teens, and mm-hmm. so now there's another group of teens in here, and there's a nice little funny scene where like they have dared this woman to go in and to get a jar from the basement, and um, if she doesn't, if she doesn't do the dare, she has to make out with the dude, and she's like, "I'll take the homicidal ghost, thank you," and then just yeah. leaves. Which man, that's got to be rough on that guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, that one, that one had to sting a little bit. She, she would rather die than make out with you. Absolutely. Uh, but now, instead of uh, a hung woman, we actually see like this crazy old-looking dude, and he just murders the hell out of her. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of a huge bummer. Yeah, like, and this was kind of a, a graphic scene too. Like, this is good horror movie stuff right here. I dug it. But yeah, they realize like, oh shit, somebody actually got murdered here because well, we haven't figured out that the first thing is real yet. But uh, is this when the boys come back to try and investigate again, and they realize that the place is swarming with cops? Yep. Yes. Um, and so they, and they also run into the ghost facers outside and their plan is to sick the cops on the ghost facers. And I'm sorry, I keep saying ghost facers guys. Like they won't be ghost facers until like season three, but like you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, Um, fine. But they seek the cops on them and then sneak inside. And, that uh, Dean just yells, who are you going to call? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot about the who you're going to call. <laughs> and they're just out there with their, like, like strap-on cameras and everything. They have all these gadgets and they're, like, bumping into each other. So the cops immediately see them. The same as <laughs> Dean can sneak inside. And are just, again, just puzzled by all the weird symbols. And the ghost does show up, and they they actually start shooting at the ghost. Uh, but the ghost yeah. seems to be immune to rock salt, which um, doesn't. That's not good. Yeah. So, uh, and this is where Dean has an idea. You can almost see the light bulb going into going off on his head. And they go back to the record store. Dean picks up a record and goes to Craig and says, "Hey, you into BOC? <laughs> like, <laughs> like everybody calls it BOC. Yeah, what everybody the hell? calls it BOC. <laughs> like, it is was that ever a thing? Because you asked us that in the DM, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I thought you were saying like I thought you were doing the weird acronym thing for a Dark Souls boss name. <laughs> I, like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> the boss of Cinder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's it's Blue Oyster Cult, and I guess this symbol was on the cover of uh, some album, some Blue Oyster, some BOC album. So, yeah. Good stuff there. Uh, so Dean realizes that you know these kids are they're faking it, and uh, Craig spills the beans. Right? He's just like, we didn't mean to hurt anybody. I was just hanging out with my friend Dana or my cousin, and uh, some that girl died. That's that's the that's bottom line. Yeah. 
And this is where they finally figure out what our big bad is, which is a tulpa, which I'm hoping oh, that yeah. Dad's Journal has some information on. Yeah, Dad's Journal's got a little bit on a tulpa. Um, it's so weird that ever since I've seen this this first episode of Supernatural Network, this that uh, people like talk about tulpas as if they like really believe in them, or like I'll see it on Reddit somewhere. People are just like, "Oh yeah, well that that could be a tulpa." I'm like, "No, it's that episode of Supernatural. Stop it. Stop <laughs> believing this." Anyway. <laughs> The journal says, uh, the tulpa is a concept in mysticism of a being or an object which is created through sheer spiritual or mental discipline alone. Indian Buddhist texts call it an unreal, illusory, or mind-created apparition. The, terms come, the term comes from the Tibetan to build or to construct. Uh, Sam gives the example in the episode of how a bunch of Tibetan monks focused on a stone golem so hard and so intently while staring at the simple uh, sim- symbol uh, that it, they were able to bring the stone golem to life. Uh, and that is essentially what's happening here is that people are reading the Hellhounds website while looking at the symbol that has been painting on the wall. Uh, and that is enough to give the Legend of Mordecai an actual real life apparition. Mm-hmm. So that's a really cool idea. It is a cool idea. I, I actually like this a lot. And they, they they go over there to the ghost facers and basically just bully them into... <laughs> they bully these boys a lot. <laughs> After, uh, there's another prank, though, where uh, the, it, as they're discussing what, you know, Sam has found out what it is, um, Dean put a bunch of... Uh, of itch, uh, itching powder in Sam's pants that Sam just left on the bed. And then Sam comes out of the shower, you know, all slick and whatnot. He's like, what's <laughs> up? And he's just kind of standing there. And it's like, I, again, like the way they act around each other is like it having to like the, the idea of it being a CW show while they're also brothers so that they have to keep <laughs> posing like shirtless around each other like that. Like that's real weird. It's I real was, weird. Yeah. I was Sam's got like with my, time. I was watching this day episode with my girlfriend, and when he came out of the bathroom, I was, sure. I was like, nudge her. I was like, hey, look, it's shirtless Sam. She was like, I don't care. I don't like him as much as you do, or I'm not as confident <laughs> as you are, or whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pretty sure there's nothing wrong with appreciating a dude as shredded as that. <laughs> That's great. Uh... <laughs> she was just completely like, she's like, I don't care. Like, you do. <laughs> I think I, I think I mixed this up a little bit earlier, like because this next scene after the itching powder is where Sam uh, glues the, the Dean's hand to the beer, and then that's where we see the weird laughing clock thing. And this this is when they seal it to distract the cops so they can get back into the uh, the house right, right, right. because the cops yeah. still fill up. And then uh, yeah, there's a line that I'd forgotten I'd noted down where Dean says, uh, "I barely have any skin left on my palm," and Sam, <laughs> and Sam says, "I'm not Sam's such a man like with a ten foot that's good stuff. Um, <laughs> it's always funny, especially when they're in a serious situation. Like they're trying to go hunt this ghost that could kill them, this tulpa. Um, but they're still cracking jokes at each other. Meanwhile, they're you know yep. pushing, their, spinning their guns around and being all serious. But they're still messing with each other. And it's like, moments it's like that where it's just like, yeah, these are two brothers. Like if I was in a situation like this and I was like pretty good at what I did with one of my pals, like yeah, we'd probably just be messing around a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, cracking wise, like you, you look at someone like um, Eddie from The Dark Tower, right? Like that's his whole thing. Yeah, like he's mm-hmm. he's he's making light of a situation and being serious about it at the same time. Like that's how he deals with it. So this really works, especially because it builds up a good camaraderie. Like I'm I'm way into this. Also, I want to before we move on to that scene because they're going back to the house. Yeah, because they've gone to the ghost facers. They bullied them into. They realize what they have to do. They have to change what they are writing on the website to 
fit something so that the ghost has a weakness so yep. they can actually defeat it, which is a really cool idea. Um, but like the, the two guys are just like sitting in this like trailer thing and uh, kind of like discussing, you know, like, okay, this is what, like, I guess like some kind of game plan. Uh, and there are two things that they say um, where they're like, Hey, if we document this, you know, then they're, you know, we'll become famous and we'll be able to have sex. With, with girls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what have you been having sex with up until now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? And, so and then they also, WBD, yeah. Exactly. What would Buffy do? <laughs> yeah. Harry what goes, would Buffy she's do? stronger than me. She's stronger, she's stronger than, stronger me. than me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sam and Dean pull up and then, you know, push him around and give him noogies and tell them, hey, change your website. <laughs> I also like that there, there's that repeated... Not necessarily mantra, but the thing they're just like, hey man, we're just trying to get a book and movie deal. Keep repeating it. Like the reason we're doing all hey man, like as if it's the most obvious thing in the world. Like we're just trying to get a book and movie deal, man. I don't know what your problem is. Of course, because that's what you do, right? Right. <laughs> so no, you go and make shitty horror movies. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so even after they change the legend, or they ask them to change the legend so that people can believe in it, uh, doesn't their sight go down so that yeah. the attacks don't take place on Mordecai? <laughs> yeah, I've got my, my notes that Mordecai shows up, but is still immune to everything because the server crashed, which is the dumbest reason for a ghost to do anything. And then Ed and Harry still go to the house again. I guess they sneak in another time? Because they're all there, right, at the end? Yeah, yeah, they all they all show yeah. up at the same time. Well, they're, yeah, about, to, they're, they're about to sneak in in when the boys start running out. So, uh, and then, and then they actually see the them. ghost. Yeah, and they actually yeah. see it, and they both wet their pants. Um, yeah, I think they say something really dumb, like... Uh, sweet Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Sweet yeah, Lord, sweet of, Lord the of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Dean's solution to this problem of the unkillable ghost is just to burn everything down. And I think his, yeah. his logic here is, like, if the ghost is locked to the house and there is no house, then there is no ghost, which is a really good way to make desecrated ground, I think. <laughs> like, that's exactly, yeah. Just tie it into an apple orchard at this point. <laughs> well, he's like, uh, he, and then Sam's like, well, what if this just makes it worse? And Dean's like, oh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yep. See you later. <laughs> okay, what, if they, what if they just build another house over that and then it gets haunted again? Yeah, again, or what if they build a tree or put an apple tree there? You're just starting the whole thing over. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The Dark Souls um, boss is going to be born there. Um, <laughs> sweet. This is a Dark Souls heavy reference. It really is. <laughs> so the end of this, uh, we the boy the boys the um, the ghost facers have have gotten the phone call from California. They've said like, oh, a producer called us. They want our story. Like we're we're gonna get out of here. And they they're like kind of dismissive towards Sam and Dean. They're like, screw you, suckers. Like we're gonna go get rich and famous and have sex with girls. Kind of <laughs> Says something about like they have the RPG rights to this. Yeah, yeah. Dean being like, what? He's like a role playing game, and Dean's like, just whatever, man. I don't care. <laughs> Which spoilers? That means that Sam is the one who said that to them. One hundred percent. Sam's the one who knows what an RPG is. Good on you, boy. I uh, <laughs> my favorite part about Dean when he interacts with these guys isn't that he's like he seems to be kind of like vaguely offended by their existence. Like somebody could be doing his job this poorly. Like it's like, it's just like, it's when you see somebody that just not that, you know how to do something really, it's like trying to watch your Mm -hmm. grandmother use a computer for the first time. You're like, just just, just let me do it. I'll just do it. Like, I don't need your help. But his later episodes, they, Called Dean and Sam Chisel Chest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which because they have they have kind of the same attitude towards Sam and Dean that Sam and Dean have towards them of like these mm-hmm. these idiots who don't know what they're doing, uh, and they're just like, oh, these are these are just some hunks and they don't know what they're doing. Like they, you know, they're just good. Yeah, like we have the brains and they just look good, so of yeah. course everything works out for them. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Ghost Facers drive off and Sam and Dean call a truce, and we're on to the next episode. Uh, 
Sam confesses, not confesses, Sam tells Dean that he was the one that called and pretended to be the network producer. So we found out that that's, you know, Sam's pulling pranks. And then Dean did something <laughs> to the so boys. Shitty. I think oh, yeah, Dean, he puts like Dean's, a dead fish in the back of their car. Or something yeah. Like, like both of these things are really mean. To, you don't know these guys. Like, why are yeah. you doing this? Be so nice. they can totally, they can clean out the dead fish, but they're fucking drive to California. Yeah, like, the they're done. Their dreams be smashed <laughs> by Sam. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious, man! I love it. <laughs> so let's 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 wrap it up, fellas. What did what do we yeah. think about this episode and these three episodes as a whole? Uh, this episode in particular, it's a lot of fun. It's not a necessary episode, but it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, the ghost facers are great, and uh, well, they're not the ghost facers, but they will be. And they they rounded off these three episodes really well. Um, the first one, the benders. I used to like that episode. Don't have mm-hmm. much of an opinion on it now, other than I hate Missy. Um, <laughs> And yeah, uh, Shadow was uh, was pretty good. It's it's, sol- it's a solid group of episodes. Yeah, Steven? Yeah, definitely, definitely started off week with Benders, where it's just kind of like, ah, uh, what this could be, like you said, a, an episode of any kind of TV show drama like this. Um, but these next two episodes both show uh, the shades of what Supernatural does really well, which is like you know this cool meta plot stuff with the dad. And, you know they they actually move that forward a little bit, and we get an introduction of a really good villain in Meg. Um, and then we get this really awesome. It's really just a comedy episode. Like there's not really a whole lot of setup going on outside of just the ghost facers, I guess like they're the only things that are brought up in this episode that come back up later that and the prank stuff. Like it's all really great uh, comedy. Uh, and I think it works really, really well. And those are some of my favorite episodes is when they're just a real big joke. Yeah. I, I like the funny episodes. Um, I like that these guys obviously hit a nerve with the, with the audience and got brought back. Like the, the ghost mm-hmm. facers are going to become a running thing, which is always a good thing. I believe that they have their own series. Like they had their own web series at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's on the season three uh, DVDs. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'll we'll definitely need to make a, like a special episode to cover all of yeah. those by themselves, I think. But uh, these three as a, as a whole, as a group are, are actually pretty good. Like Benders is pretty forgettable. Like I could, if I was making my definitely have to watch list, like I could definitely see skipping that episode and not losing anything. Um, the, and then, you know, Shadow sets up Meg as a villain so so well. Like she was already very creepy and kind of scary to begin with, but now she's creepy, scary, and controlling weird shadow monsters. Like that's that's a that's a good villain to have in your series, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, this this last one, like I love the goofy stuff. Like it's it's always a lot of fun when these boys can cut it loose a little bit. And I'm glad that they had the courage to do that in the first season. Like that it wasn't overall serious. So I'm really looking forward to the next three. I don't know if you guys have watched yeah. the kit, but. Uh, Something Wicked, Providence, and Dead Man's Blood are the are the next three. And man, Providence is is legitimately kind of creepy and scary. Excuse me, legitimately creepy and scary. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All good stuff. Uh, final thoughts, or you guys want to move to the admin portion? I think uh, I think we're good. Good. Chris, where can people find you on the internet? I'm at local bones on Twitter. Where can they? Do you have any other stuff that you do that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I'm on the Chomp Chain podcast, which is on iTunes and all that video game stuff. Um, yeah, that's good. That's stuff for me. Steven, where can they find you on Twitter? I am at FromSoftJunkie. And what else do you do on the internet that's interesting? Oh, yeah. Uh, we get a podcast called Platformers, uh, general video game stuff. Cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. I also do several other podcasts, which you can just find on that Twitter feed. That's probably the easiest way to find out all the stuff that I do. 
you can find this podcast on Twitter at MOTWcast. Uh, we also have a brand new website called monsteroftheweek.cool. You can download any episode, stream episodes from there. Um, we're not going to be, as of this episode, we're not going to be on SoundCloud anymore. I'll, I'll probably try to keep the latest episode, but we won't have a, a history of episodes on there because mm. it cost way too much money to do that. And <laughs> this kind of yeah. sucks. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, we're, we're coming up on the end of the season. Uh, we have two more episodes of this podcast left to get us to the season finale. And then uh, I'd very much like to hear what all of you out there think about this first season of the show and think about the first season of this podcast. Um, I'm kind of curious what, what you guys think. So definitely write in. You can reach us either on Twitter. You can just DM us. That's wide open. You can comment on our Facebook page. You can send an email to monsteroftheweekpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to hit either of the three of us up on Twitter on our individual personal accounts, you can do that as well. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. All right, do I sound okay? Am I am I in the cut, as it were? I don't know what that means. Can you? I don't know. Is that like a young person saying? <laughs> no, I don't know. Joe, sound, Joe just you, says it every time we record. And I'm like, I don't you, know. Uh, <laughs> you sound pretty on fleek from here. Ew. <laughs> Gross. You sound lit, fam. You sound lit. Oh, oh, work. Oh, work. I say lit so much and I hate myself for it. <laughs> yeah. I say like, lit so much. I said it to my little cousin who's like 19. I figured like he'd be with it and he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's already not cool. Yeah, it's already not cool. <laughs> so yeah, we spent like a good 40 minutes on Faith and then spent maybe 15 on the racist truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. It was just me defending the racist truck the whole time, right? It was Pretty it. That's all yeah. I left in. So, yeah. And talking about her uh, going down on Dean's nipple. Oh, yeah. That was, that was talked about a bit. Dude, so. don't act like she, she didn't get fucking... Both sets of teeth and lips <laughs> around that nip. All right, she 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 saw the opportunity and she sucked it. <laughs> I, sure. <laughs>we get to um in the x-men show we read the ones that we found on the website like the official place or whatever and if they're not just totally incorrect they just spoil the entire episode (laughs) (laughs) there's an episode with cable in it and it's just like cable the son of scott and gene and i'm like yo that's not even mentioned in any episode of this cartoon like that's the comic book thing (laughs) also i didn't know cable was the son of scott and gene yeah, I can. We can get into that if you want to. Like he's, I was they, unaware they, of that. They sent him into uh, the future, so he grew up kind of in and out of the time stream. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. why. <laughs> okay, it's because it's dumb. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's super dumb. dumb.